This is Diziafi's Maestro Filipino, a focus for music with a connection to home. For this edition, I'm Tiffany. This week we return to the vivid sound world of Nilo Alcala, and although he has written more than choral music, choral music is, by his own admission, the arena in which he is most fluent. What's more, there is a lot of it. Music written over the course of a decade went into his 2017 album, Onomatopoeia, which I featured last week. And today we also take in two other works outside the album, which, as is characteristic of Nilo, set out to beguile the senses, not least through the wedding of music and text. You'll also want to listen in on our conversation, during which Nilo will talk about our first offering. Roychen Suarez leads a UPLB choral ensemble in Tuntun Balagon, or Fireflies. Oh, my God. 
That one is in Bicolano, written by my friend Joey Ianan Vargas. We both have Catanduanes heritage. My father was from Vira Catanduanes, and his family is from there as well. We're both members of the Philippine Magical Singers as well, and also alumnus of the UPLB Choral Ensemble. So when UPLB Choral Ensemble was planning to enter a competition in Europe, we talked and we said, okay, Joey, you write the poetry, I will write the music. <laughs> and then that's, the, that's our brainchild. It describes how when one is in a dark place or in a very hopeless situation, that it's very important to see or to find even just one flicker of hope, like that of Firefly. Filipino music, especially from the South, like Kulintang music, it's so intricate and has layers and layers of rhythm mm. and it's so vibrant and that has a lot of influence in my writing so if you'd analyze a lot of my choral works that are based on indigenous material it is very thick in texture it's has layers of rhythm it's onomatopoeic I think that's very unique when say a western audience uh, listens to a concert of say you know all white dead American <laughs> or dead European composers and then you program a mm. Filipino composer that's very you know rhythmic and vibrant and colorful. So you've mentioned that southern Filipino music, Udintang music is certainly an influence. What else do you tap into for inspiration? Different kinds of poetry would inspire me. The text itself would inform my composing. When I read something, like a piece of text, um, I would know instinctively if it's musical already, if it has intrinsic musicality in it, if it has contour in its inflection already. It would excite me. So poetry by uh, Rabindranath Tagore or my living poet friends, they would you know, send me stuff. And mm. I would immediately see, oh, this is really good. I can hear music already uh, when I read something. How do you situate yourself on uh, the landscape of Philippine music? When you write, are you conscious of a trajectory of Philippine music and whether your music resonates with how things have developed up to this point? Well, it's difficult to say because I was away from the Philippines for like 12 years, I guess, 12, 13 years. But I have a feeling that there's a seamless marriage of, for lack of a better term, um, indigenous-inspired aesthetics mm -hmm. with the Western idiom of composition. So I think there's a seamless joining of the two now. Because before, at least my impression is that there's a divide between, you know, Filipino-themed compositions and then the Western music-sounding compositions I guess now the techniques from either side are merged together, right. I guess, and tastefully done, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't feel a pressure now to be confined to one area. Like maybe 10, 15 years ago, there's an invisible pressure to label yourself as a tonal guy or I'm a, a very accessible choral guy. Yeah, now, well, at least that's what I'm feeling. I can jump from one voice, quote unquote, to another and still be myself. Do you have a particular audience in mind when you compose? Pieces that I write are mostly commissioned by a certain group. So I would definitely write for that group. But then I think there's a special place for fellow chorister geeks <laughs> in my heart because I am a chorister geek as well. And uh, when I'm writing uh, a choral piece, 
I would imagine myself sometimes as a fan and I would imagine hearing my piece for the first time. So I would think, oh, okay, if I'm there in the audience, what would be so cool to hear? <laughs> That's my um, secret. <laughs> so to all of our choral geeks out there listening, remember to look for the Easter eggs and the, the little knickknacks that Neela has hidden in his music. What are some of your favorite devices? You've mentioned already color and layers, and uh, you like polyphony. Yes, definitely. But one favorite thing that I do since I was a student in, in the UP College of Music, I would create a melody and then different voices would hold a pitch within that melody. So that melody itself creates its own chord. Mm. Um, for example, um, So one singer would hold the first pitch of that melody. And then the next singer would hold. Until, you know, every note in that melody is held within that phrase. So it creates a soundscape already, right. uh, like a screen of sound, a mm. veil of sound already. So that's one of my, of my favorite things to do. <laughs> it's like a pedal point or yes, yes, conscious yes. fear. With voices. <laughs> right, right. Song of the Night is the piece I wrote as winner of a commissioning composition contest in Seattle, Washington. The group that commissioned the piece is called The Esoterics. You send in your portfolio and they would choose winners. And they chose three winners that year. After that, they will ask you to write a new piece. And I found this poetry by Rumi, Song of the Night. The poetry is from Rumi and it is very mystical. And it says, do not sleep, do not sleep, because the night is so wonderful. And then it describes, you know, the Orion and the stars and everything in it. It was premiered in, if I'm not mistaken, 2009 or 10 in Seattle. The device I described earlier where, you know, there's a melody and then the singers would hold on to those pitches. I used that a lot in this piece.
I believe that my mission with my music is to present Philippine culture to the world in an excellent manner. I think every Filipino should have this ambassadorial mindset that whenever they step out of the country or when I, whenever they welcome guests from other countries, we should all represent our country really, really well in every aspect, not just in the arts, not just in music, but in our values, in our spiritual life, in, in how we take care of our community. I usually say to young composers, develop not just the music aspect of yourself. There's so many aspects that you should be focusing on, like uh, the practical stuff like managing your own career, the way you speak to people, the way you relate to people, how you promote your music. Since composing is a very solitary job, you, you should learn how to maybe do your own taxes. <laughs> uh, do not confine yourself to just developing your music. Be well-rounded, be interested in a lot of things because that will inform your writing as well. Maybe most importantly is your spirituality. If your spirituality is empty, at least for me, it, I know it will reflect in my writing. If I don't feed my soul, my spirit with things that it needs, I know I can't give something when I haven't been given that thing right. as well.
A Setting of the Pater Noster by Milo Alcala. It's from his 2017 album, Onomatopoeia, available online from Amazon, iTunes, and on Spotify. That performance was by soprano Bianca Camille Lopez and the Philippine Madrigal Singers under Mark Anthony Carpio, and the entire disc is performed by the Mads. We also heard Nilo's Song of the Night, performed by the Esoterics under Eric Banks, and before it, Nilo Alcalas and Joey Vargas's Tuntun Balagon, or Firefly, performed by the UPLB Choral Ensemble, directed by Roy Jean Suarez. Expect to hear more of Nilo Alcalas' music on the broadcast, as well as another spotlight on his works in the new year. For more information about Nilo and his music, head over to his website at niloalcala.com. And that's all for this Maestro Filipino, DZF's weekly feature, for fine music in our locale. Each episode airs Saturday, 4 in the afternoon, the following Monday at 12 midnight, and lastly, the next Thursday at noon. The shows are subsequently made available online on our SoundCloud and Spotify channels, so please subscribe. I'm Tiffany. Thanks for listening.